Welcome to What Geeks Do, episode 26. I'm No Job Rob, and I'm here with my bros, Pizza. Hey, guys. Monster Forge. I can't hear you. And Joe <laughs> Amato. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, what's going on, guys? Oh, <laughs> oh, episode technical problems for like an hour. Technicalities. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, but we're all right. Uh, we got oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you drinking, Bert? What's that? What you drinking over there? Uh, I can't say. I don't want to plug anything, but some brewskis. Uh. I'm drinking the one with the F and the O and a blue bo- bottle. We can't plug? I don't know. Are we allowed to do those kind of things? I don't know how that works. I'll uh, plug my drink. What's it? Some OC? Air Zero. Because I didn't get anything to drink before we started. <laughs> <laughs> what's OC? I meant to say OJ. Oh. OJ. <laughs> Some new drink. Yeah. OC. They crushed OJ and put him down into a bottle. Orange juice and cranberry combined. Mm-hmm. OC. So how you guys been doing, all right? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I got a few Transformers in today. Oh, yeah? You've been ordering. Who you get? I got Soundwave, the new Takar figure. And boy, let me tell you, this figure is so nice. Is he is he the boobs? Yeah. Did you guys watch the reviews on him? He's tits? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you guys meant? Tits? I think so, but I was saying he's the boobs. He's the boobs? He's the boobs. I like, that's one thing I like about the English people. They say some wacky stuff. They do that. Like, that I like. I'm into it. Trying to think, what do they say? They say, uh, "Blind me." What's that mean? <laughs> I've been watching that that show, Fresh Meat, and uh, they say some stuff on there that's pretty, these. A lot of Europeans say "lush," like, "Oh, that figure's lush." You know what I like when they th- when they <laughs> say if someone's like uh, if someone's um, like tight bodied. I don't even know how to say it right. And they now, say, they yo, say she's fit, fit, right? Uh-huh. Is she fit? I like that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I still think I'm, I, well, I'm still trying to figure out fresh meat. I've never heard of that show. What is fresh meat, it's like, a, um, it's kind of like a, it seems like it's a little inspired by the young ones, but it's more of like a modern take on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's not what you think. It's 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 just these kids that all live together that are all completely different from each other. And uh, there's a punk rock chick. There's a, like a fashionable rich chick who owns a horse. Um, there's a, a dude that doesn't come out of his room like he's like the weird. He's weird and he and he has he has like a weird accent. And he t- I mean, is this a reality he's, show or is it a regular? It sounds. It sounds it's like a, me. It's a sitcom. Sitcom. Oh, oh okay. Yo, um, my two favorite British shows. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you done? About horses and shit? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you want to keep going? I'm not saying it. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't even know how we got on this British thing. Uh, I, we were talking about you, that we were talking about how fit Oh, so I say some was. cool phrases. I was going to say, my two favorite British shows are um, the young ones, like you mentioned, Pizza. And uh, uh, Spaced is a really cool one with Simon Pegg. And uh, 
Those are my. I favorite. don't watch it. I don't watch any. The only one I remembered watching when I was growing up that love was Benny Hill. Oh dear God! Oh, I yeah. Crack. <laughs> yeah, that's crack. where I saw yeah. first boobs and shit. That and and, uh, I was gonna say. Yeah, that's what's weird. It's like when it was on TV. You know, it was like I don't know, Channel Thirty, Public Access, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And your little kids like. Those are boobs, and you're you know we're freaking out because you don't see that on TV here in the states. And it's the same thing. I always remember that. And well, all the things like you know, me, me like, and Rob used to yeah. do sleepovers all the time and watch that. His mom's room was like the next room right to the living room, and we would turn the volume down real low. We we go searching <laughs> for like those fucking weird channels <laughs> at nighttime. Like, we have our blankets, and he had one of those wraparound couches. So he'd get on one side, get on the other, and we'd be like looking for those things, and we're like, "Oh shit, we found Benny Hill." We turn it real low, and we listen. We hear something like his mom moving. We're like, "Shh," and we turn it off real quick and act like we were sleeping. Oh, and yeah. we turn it on again. It was so much fun. You I always, loved them. You always <laughs> just flip back and forth real quick before mom, like, if you heard a little noise, you'd be like, "Oh shit," turn back. To and just squiggly channels, man. Sometimes those squiggly channels would just come through. You could see some yeah. shit. Yeah. No, you could. You could definitely. You could see some shit. Yeah. People know what it's like to fight for those channels like we used to back then. It's trying to get chan- just weird, obscure channels, like you said, Channel 20 or whatever it was. And it was always on Saturday nights, it seemed like, when they'd have that crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny now is Showtime or, or like uh, some of those other like uh, paid channels. Um, they have like soft porn from like 12 o'clock all the way to four in the morning. It was funny. I remember one night I, I was, I was in the bed with my wife and, and she was sleeping and I couldn't sleep. So I came about, I turned the TV and all of a sudden there's just this girl with her booty right in the middle of the screen and she's going down. I said, dude, and I'm like, what? I'm like, this is not like a regular channel. And I'm just, I'm just watching it. And all of a sudden my wife turns over and she looks at the screen and she goes back to sleep. And in the morning she's like, were you watching some girl giving somebody head last night? <laughs> No, no, no. You were just dreaming or something. You were dreaming. Oh, no, man. Basically, MTV nowadays is porn. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Everything is. Yeah. Everything is. Everything's porn and violence now. The Victoria's Secret commercials are like porn. Yeah, man. They might as well just throw one up in there and try to sell you stuff. Soft porn, that is. Oh, believe me. People are trying. Yeah. So, anyway, this shockwave figure is Oh, yeah. Shit. Way back, we were talking about Transformer action figures, right? Yeah, so Takara, okay, so we, we all have, like, uh, people that collect these things, they usually went and got the um, Quake Wave, and that figure was put out by uh, Fans Toys, and the figure's brilliant, it's amazing, but Takara finally came out and uh, finally put out another Decepticon, because they're all Autobot crazy, and... Um, they, uh, it, it's a really nice figure, man. It's so good. I don't know if you guys watched some of the reviews I sent them to you. Hopefully you did. But, um, yeah, I got it in hand right now. I could give you my little review on it if you want. Do it. So it's, it's basically looks just like the cartoon. It's mm-hmm. so nice. It's got, what is it called? Lead piping, Marsh? Uh, LED. LED Wait a minute. Piping? Is it, are you talking about where the light will shine through the head? Yeah. Okay, that's light piping. Okay, light piping. Light piping is it's so like they should have did that with all of these guys because I have it right in front of the computer right now and it just looks like he's lit. You know, it looks so cool. Um, the powder purple on this is so nice. It looks just like the cartoon. 
Um, there's different variants of, uh, on the cartoon. You know that nothing was ever consistent on that damn show. But um, <laughs> the transformation was pretty easy. I did it without looking at anything. Um, I had a little trouble getting the head out at first. I don't know why, but it's out. Um, it, it's The body proportions are so nice. And it does this light up thing where you just press the button and it, it you can either have it go doo, 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 or you can have it go woo, 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 and it just uh-huh. lights up. And then it takes these batteries in the back so you can light up the gun. I'll probably never have it in gun mode again. I had it in gun mode. It didn't feel good in gun mode. I'll be honest with you. It felt like awkward. Are you talking but about I Shockwave? Mm-hmm. Shockwave. Oh, we're talking about Shockwave. Yeah, that you figure about? you and me were looking at the other night? Yeah. Oh, that's just sweet, bro. Yeah. You got that? Yeah. Oh, all right. Carry on. So, okay, so he's got like this... uh, I like when Transformers have the stomach crunch and they can swivel because, you know, Transformers back in the day were really awkward. And it was the best, you know, I think the best looking one was probably Shockwave and and, uh, Optimus Prime, really. I like their awkwardness. Yeah, but you can... He has a waist swivel. You pull him out of his little like box thing, and you could shut him back in there, like tight, and he'll just stay there. Um, his head moves all around more than any masterpiece I've ever seen. Uh, you can make him look everywhere. He's got ratchet joints. I love that? It. <laughs> yeah. I hear See, it. the whole time he's been talking, I've been hearing him playing with this thing the whole time. <laughs> it's like he's such a kid. <laughs> um, you know what's so cool? I was just thinking. Uh, he's got this backpack on, and it's finally the first backpack that's on one of these shockwaves that I'm just like, you know, that looks actually cool because it looks like a quill holder. Did I say that right? Is yeah. quiv quivel quill? It, it it's a qui- It looks like a quiver. Oh, quiver, yeah. And I just mm-hmm. want him to have a bow and arrow. Yeah, like he would look so cool with that, like electronic bow and arrow. Can you imagine that? an archer transformer? Does he? He don't have a bow and arrow, does he? No, no. He's just but saying the because gun. the the backpack. Yeah. Looks the like backpack it. is the front end of the gun, ah. and it folds up onto his back, and it's got like an open place up top. And it was like if his gun on his arm could turn into like a bow, oh. he could have like arrows in that thing. Like, That's how tr- awesome would that be? He yeah. was showing me this the other night. We were sitting there, and uh, he was showing me this um, video of someone comparing it with the old one or whatever. Yeah, man, that new one is sweet. I like the yeah. color. I like the translucent gun. And the hand that you can switch it up and shit. Oh, so it does have a translucent? Oh, was I supposed okay. to say that? I'm sorry, were you working your way up to that pizza? Okay, it has a translucent gun and a translucent right hand. Now, they oh. only made parts for the right and left hand by themselves. They didn't go, they didn't be like, okay, we're, they didn't give the left arm a translucent hand. Okay, a lot of people were upset about that. Um, they gave you were able to get a hand on the left side, but it was only like the the pale the powdered uh, lavender. And you can uh, put that rope in front or in the back if you want on this. You arm. do have the options. I didn't even put my rope on yet because I don't I don't know I, I forgot that I had it, but it, it it doesn't look like I haven't messed with it, so I'm not going to say anything bad about it yet. But I I just didn't put it on. I don't know why. I, I might put it on later. But man, this figure is so it's I'm gonna say looking wise, like the way it looks, and, and I don't have to say it because it's new, but it's so beautiful, this figure. Mm-hmm. It, it's probably and you know, I 
it, I don't know, maybe I'm biased because I'm a Shockwave fan, but I'm going to say I think this is my favorite figure to date. Besides, now I'm not talking about quality. Now the quality, don't get me wrong, the quality to car really has been paying attention to these third-party figures and realizing, yo, if we don't up our quality, you know, we're going to have people falling off mm -hmm. this line. Yeah, yeah, and they right, really yeah. have. They started up in their quality with, I don't know who came out first, either Hot Rod or um, Iron Hide. But they use this new plastic that, that I feel like it's not on the others. It's so smooth. You can glide your finger across it. And it's just like, man, it just slides right through it. Up in the game. They really are. But, it, you know, it, it has like, it, it's so cool. It's got these nice ratchet joints. It's got strong ratchet joints on the elbows. It's got like lighter ratchet joints on the, um, the shoulders. It has all these like different like double joints everywhere. Uh, the proportions are just like the cartoon where it's heavy on top and really skinny in the legs. It mm -hmm. looks like it has like parts from the cartoon and parts from the toy, and it really matches well, man. And I just love that lead, the, the, uh, light pumping because it's so nice. Um, things that I don't like about it are very small, and it's, they're not even a big deal, really. One, he's a little smaller than I would like him to be. He's a little bit tinier than the sound wave. Um, the, now, the fans toys figure was, uh, I think, a little bit taller than the Soundwave. And I always felt like Shockwave was a little taller than Soundwave. I don't know why, but I just, that's how I felt. Is that I, legit, though? Is Charles, is that legit? What? Is Who's taller? I was kind um, of thinking I about always, this. I always imagined that Shockwave was taller. That's what I thought. Because Shockwave was like, he was supposed <clears throat> to be big, bad, and intimidating. All right. And, you know, Soundwave's big, but I always imagined he was bigger. But you can't, with Transformers, there's no way of really telling because in the cartoon, they messed with their proportions so much and their scale with each other was so out of whack. You know, yeah. like like Pizza, what was that one episode where you said like Megatron shifted so many times in size? Yeah, it was so funny. Megatron was hanging next to Shockwave. And in one scene, he was the size of Devastator next to Shockwave. In the other scene, they were the same height. But I just posted stuff on What Geeks Do Tonight, and it said scale. And it had Ultra Magnus holding the Devastator uh, single characters in his hand. Like he was King Kong. It was yeah. so funny. Mm -hmm. And I also yeah. put up uh, one of saying that Starscreen is uh, Cobra Commander in disguise. <laughs> Are you going to get these extra figures, you guys? I can't afford them, but Charles, I can't afford them. No, I can't afford. Joe, them. you're not a collector of Transformers, right? Uh, well, no, I'm not. And even if I was, I wouldn't be able to afford them. You're I haven't even been able to honestly. Yo, your Masters of the Universe collection is out of this yeah. world, bro. Well, I I appreciate that, but like my collection basically was always the stuff I kept from my childhood, and then I guess all I got the well, well, <laughs> I was gonna say then I started getting some classics and stuff. But I'll be honest, I haven't got the past. Uh, couple years for that, classics that video you sent i was like Man. oh okay i see yeah. why he's the master of masters universe now i was <laughs> I like was this dude he up. got a collect that was let, sick let me ask Thank you a question joe uh -huh. um the little miniature rubber ones that you have across the front of that one uh shelf or whatever the ones that are painted are those custom painted or did you find some that were actually like factory painted like that? Oh if, no, yeah. If you're talking about the eraser figures, yeah, yeah. I painted a couple. Yeah, oh, I painted a couple. Yeah, I just thought good. it would. 
Thanks, yeah, because yeah, I just thought I'd jazz them up. I was going to do all of them, but uh, like especially for Orco, you know, a lot of people, yeah. I've heard so many people say that they use that Orco eraser as their actual Orco figure because they felt like oh. it was more in scale with the figures back then. I'm not talking about the erasers. There's there's those little mini ones that were available in um, like vending machines. Oh, the bumbo, uh, uh, gumball. I'm sorry, yeah, the gumball machine yeah. was. Oh, yeah, I painted, yeah, I painted okay. all of them, too. That's the those ones are, I was talking about. Yeah, those. yeah, because yeah, they came in a whole you bunch of different those Yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah because there there's is. a... <laughs> yeah, and I even did some customs for people where I, like, carded them, and there was, like, super yep. mini carded, but... Uh, oh, wait, no, I yeah. forgot who I was talking to. You're, like, a master, like, action yeah. figure... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I forgot. I just forgot where it was for a second. Oh, sorry. No, but yeah, because yeah, those little gumball things. I mean, they uh, they all came in a solid color. It right. was like one solid color. Yeah, I, but I have just, an almost complete set of those that I just stumbled upon. That somebody had them in a lot of muscle figures and had no idea what they were. Isn't that cool? And what's yeah. even cooler is if you look at the detail. I mean, oh, it's a, a couple. They, they, yeah, it looks like they took those figures and just shrunk them. Uh huh. Yep. So, yeah, really but they cool have detail. weird, but they have weird arms. Like the arms are always weirdly posed. Have you noticed? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and even I even thought like one of them, like the hand was upside down or something strange. Yeah. Or yeah, it's weird. It's like they're having like convulsions or something. <laughs> you got a sick, sick, crazy collection. Uh, mm-hmm. So you don't collect anything but Masters Universe. Oh no. Um, the other thing that I used to collect i mean i had the simpson all the playmates uh simpson figures but mm-hmm. I, I don't you know collect simpsons no more even though they were releasing some recent things but the other thing that i always have to collect you guys know is uh jason from friday the 13th yeah, anything I, I, yeah yeah anything referenced horror to jason board you collect all the warrior too don't you um i'll get some of his figures i don't have them all because there's a ton i didn't realize how many Whoa. ultimate warrior figures you're an ultimate warrior around. fan what's that you're a fan of the ultimate yeah, well, an ultimate, ultimate he, warrior fan. He turned his back on Hogan just like everybody else did. No, no, no. Oh, Hold was, up, was, dog. Never did I turn my back on Hogan. You when, turned your back on Hogan. When when I remember war- that day like it was yesterday. When the warrior came everybody in. Did. No, when the warrior came into I play. Did. I'm the only Hulkamania fan that did that stuck with that. Well, well, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was never a Hulkamania fan. I liked Hulk, but I didn't love him. And it I'm was, with yeah, you. I'm with that, you, Rob. Yeah. That's the thing. With Hulk Hogan, I mean, I was like, eh, that was a fan. he was cool. But when the Warrior came around, I that's was like, it when was I over. felt that shit. Yeah, you yeah. all turned your back. No, no. No, I was never, no, that's the thing. I was never into Hogan no. like a nut. It was just, he was a wrestler like the rest. I'm sure he was their champion. Like the cool. rest. I liked everybody. Listen, <laughs> I liked him. I, like Ma- I love Listen, Macho Man. I love Macho Man. I love Rick Rude. I love Hulk yeah. Hogan. But when the Warrior came, it was like a living action figure superhero. Oh, it just came in totally. a Totally. And that music and that intensity and the way he ran to the ring, nothing matched that. Yeah, what about, you know what matched that? When Hogan came out and was like, is when the Ultimate Warrior pinned his ass and took both them motherfucking belts home. That was awesome. That cheering, that was super loud. But you know what the loudest was? Biggest mistake of WWS life. Yo, Hulk gave him a hug. He was like, you kick my ass. I said, everything's cool. Let's be bros. You know what the loudest cheer was? If he was passing the torch. What else? Pizza. Well, pizza. Only listen, one listen. of them has won the game of life, really. So listen. Well, here's the. Oh, well, here's the, that, that's pretty cool. Oh, but anyways, the loudest cheering. I think that if you guys ever remembered, 
was when Hulk Hogan fought uh, Sid Justice. And, you know, Papa Shango came and they were double teaming. And when the Warrior returned and that music hit, my God, that, that, that whole arena, I never heard a scream or a cheering like that in my life. Well, was that the late 90s or early 2000s? The 90s, wasn't it? Was it the 90s? Yeah, that was the 90s. I, kind yeah, of, 90s. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, that was bonkers. But yeah, so Hulk I never turned my back, back on Hogan. By earthquake and everyone was crying. Oh, I was he, cracking up. Sat on him. You were cracking up? You were cracking up doing that? <laughs> you know, let me tell you something, Pizza. You know what's weird? You know the match? This is weird. There was one match that always upset me. This, Not to say I hated Hogan, but I remember when he fought Bad News Brown. And I was praying Bad News Brown was going to beat him. And I remember, because back then, you know how you were into it, where you kind of really believed all the storylines. Do you remember? Bad News Brown grabbed the microphone. He looked at Hogan and said, it's ghetto blaster time, fool. And I was like, no, why did you say that? Hogan's going to move now. And Bad News Brown ran off the ropes for his ghetto blaster, which he never did, and he missed. And then Hogan did his thing and beat him. And man, was I upset because I thought Bad News Brown was going to ghetto blast and beat him. That and dumb fucker told him, I'm going to do this move. <laughs> and <laughs> ran to the ropes to do the move. Dang, was I mad. That ain't the smartest shit to do. No, it wasn't. If I was Jake the Snake right now, I'd DT your ass right into this. <laughs> If I was Honky Talk Man, I'd smash my guitar right over your thing. Yeah, Warrior. John, I'd just sit on you. Warrior was the man, you know what? And he kicked that shit out of both Honky Tonk and Andre Giant, right? No. I, I remember seeing him when he came to uh, where I lived. And it was when uh, they were doing that thing where the Warrior was beating him like crazy. And Andre the Giant came to the ring. And then the warrior came. His music hit. He ran in. He ran off the rope to hit him with a clothesline. Another clothesline. Knocked him down. Splashed him. Pinned him. Ran out of the ring in 30 seconds. Oh, and I, know, right? and, I, <laughs> and Andre no, the Giant got up. Honky he was like, that, was, that wasn't Andre the Giant. That was Honky Tonk Man. No, 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 no. I said where I live. It was where we had the live. Uh, so he came in 30 seconds. Ran out of the ring. And Andre the Giant got up. And he was like, uh, I didn't even hear the bell ring. That's how he do, yo. Let me bring some up real quick and we'll get off the topic. Mm. All right. Now, you guys remember the grand moment when Hogan slammed Andre the Giant? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Do you remember exactly how it looked? Picture it in your heads. Yeah, I remember how it looks right yeah. now. Yeah. Hogan, oh, pizza, pizza. I'm doing my thing. <laughs> oh, this is making me. You see it in your head, right? I'm a fire. Right remember now. how hard it was? He like got him up there. No, no, like, see, you're, you're like, reading no, no, that pizza. Wrong. Let me do my thing. You're that wrong, man. <laughs> and he slams him, right? But, like, uh-huh. he, like, it's like a struggle, right? Uh-huh. Now, do you guys remember the when the when the warrior yeah, slammed I remember it like it was like nothing. It was like nothing. It was like he was like a paperweight. He picked Andre up, slammed his ass like nobody's business. <laughs> Not only that, but I mean, my God, Hogan, how long did it take him to beat Andre the Giant in that match? And the Warrior beats Andre in 30 seconds? Man, Shit. That just, that, you guys keep on, and you're going to figure out what wrestling's really about. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you what it's about right now. Now listen to me. Go ahead. Listen to me. This is the, the god darn truth right now. Ultimate Warrior. Here we go. Yeah, check it out. And it, don't interrupt me. Ultimate Warrior. When Andre, when he slammed Andre Giant, Andre Giant had to jump for him. No, no, he didn't. Hold it. 
And it was, you know why it was so fast? Because what? that motherfucker could not hold Andre the Giant in the air or his back would break. Now, Hulk Hogan, he lift him up in the air. I almost thought he like broke in half two, when he left seconds to show how strong he was and then slammed his ass. There was no jump. his old ass wrinkly, wrinkled, raising there back. Was no, he, no, he, was he wasn't like, old back then. Dude. Yo, he, he was perfect. He was wrinkled. No, he wasn't. He so was like that's, what that, that's what that slam was all about. Andre jumped and he had to do it real quick. Like it was almost like Andre flipped for him. But when Hogan did it, he picked his ass <laughs> up the air, lifted him up. And then slammed him. Womp womp. No, no, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's, true. it's straight physics. It. It's, it's straight physics, dude. If it took Hulk Hogan longer to slam him while he was still in the air, that means he was strong enough to pick him up. He's the skin of a hot now, dog and the man of an Asian. Warrior did it real fast. That's because he couldn't fucking hold him up yeah, in the air. He was fucking up like an Asian man. <laughs> oh. Don't no. you get pizza upset now? Don't allow it to come on. You knew who won those two belts, bro. Let's just—that's a prime example. Who whoops whose ass? Now that was them making a bad decision and realized that Hogan was like, "I wasn't." Give me a big I, hot dog hug. He wasn't responsible. Stroke my silken to, Asian hair. That title. Because where was he after when he won the belt? I don't know. He retired. Oh, Ultimate Warrior. After he wins it, he goes on like a like a drug oh, binge he or whatever. Like he whooped like 30 people's asses in 30 seconds. You should just call him 3030. Uh, you know what it was? They fucked up with him because he wasn't the right guy. He wasn't a responsible person. They did what they wanted to do with that Goldberg. That dude made so much money in the little time he was in that federation. He topped all everybody in the whole. Who do you think would win if if they were both in their primes? Goldberg Ultimate or Ultimate Warrior? Because they were both the same character. Ultimate Warrior. They were the same what? character. Was he not faster? Oh, they were not at all the same character. They weren't even close. He oh, Goldberg used to win his fights in less than 30 seconds. You stretch him, bro. No, you just don't. Uh, he did. Goldberg talk. did used to end his fight. Um, he was no warrior. Dude, yeah. don't take it away from Goldberg. He was a football player. He was a modern day warrior. I I will tell you this. If if you guys are willing to listen, um, <laughs> My, yeah, because it's like, hey, I get to talk. Uh, <laughs> my brother got to talk to, um, what's it, Buff Bagwell uh-huh. a few years ago. Mm. And he was telling him that the wrestlers at the time, you know, that was back, uh, what was it, w, WCW? Was that what Goldberg was in yeah. and yeah. all those guys? They said people were terrified to fight him. I thought he because- was WWF. Huh? Well, he did eventually. No, he, like, he started out in WCW. Okay. Um, yeah. They were yeah. terrified to fight him because he didn't. He didn't know how he, to hold back really his. No. Stuff. Like he would hit people as hard as he could. Well, he was a bad and, actor. Like, then. huh? It was he was a bad actor then. No, he's a bad wrestler. He was a bad wrestler. Well, which is yeah. an actor. And and they said that like they people had to make like deals before they would fight this oh, dude. What? So. Yeah, isn't he, was, he the one that caused Bret Hart to um have his like half of his yep. kind of like hair? Yeah, yep. That's not cool, bro. That's, no, it's not cool. People don't like that when they're wrestling. No, yeah, but I talked to a lot of independent wrestlers, and they talked about Goldberg all the time. How he mm-hmm. he always hurt people in real life and shit. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, he's brutal. Know. That's not cool. That's no, all I'm right. not saying it's not cool. I'm that's, just saying like the character yeah. itself was try to try to hurt the warrior. warrior like that, bro. In real life. Goldberg Warrior was worse. Ultimate Warrior, fuck him up, yo. 
Ultimate Real Warrior is worse. If we're going behind life. the scenes right now, Ultimate <laughs> Warrior basically held up WrestleMania at gunpoint. No, come on. Dude, it's in the it's don't, in the fucking documentary. No, nah, man, that ain't true. That never happened, bro. Dude, it's true. You just skewing the name. <laughs> Who's in denial now? Let's take a break. Come back after these messages. <laughs> we'll, be right, we'll be right back. Sleeping used to be easy. We all need it. We all do it. Every night, sometimes in the day, too. When you have insomnia, sometimes a rewiring of your neurological construct can help. What Geeks Do is a prescription medicine for geeks who have trouble falling or staying asleep. What Geeks Do is thought to calm neural activity by targeting and cornering haunting memories and worries. Things that should be left for the following day, or while you're at work. Do not take What Geeks Do if you have hard ass syndrome. When taking What Geeks Do, don't mosh or dance foolishly unless you are 12 or under. Ghastly outbursts and abdominal pains have been reported. What Geeks Do can be taken with alcohol and drugs. Abnormal behaviors can include laughing or shatting your underroofs. Only What Geeks Do works this way. Ah, sleep. Ask your doctor about what geeks do. Now back to what geeks do. Who in the show? Yeah, we're okay, back. Okay, so you want me to start over what I was talking about? Yeah, what is this you're talking about? This is episode 26 of what geeks do. Bring it on. Cool. So you were, you were out at the comic store. Charles Marsh got me some books because he's that kind of kind of person. He's a nice And guy. he got me. He knows how much I love Submariner. And he got me some fanfare. It's the Submariner. <laughs> Submariner gets no love no matter what. Yeah. But Does this, I, I picked... Sony doesn't get love from Marvel. No. That was the first fucking character. That was like the second character to ever come. That was a sex. Sorry. The second superhero to ever come out ever. Who was the first? Superman. Human Torch? Human Torch. Yeah. That's crazy. No, no, was that's it? wrong. Submariner was out before Human Torch. I'm talking about Superman. Oh. It was Superman and then yeah, Submariner. That's right. That's oh, and right. then Human Torch was the second Marvel or what well, no, it was the first Marvel. After Submariner? I'm just talking about Submariner not getting any respect, just like he's not getting any respect right now. No respect. We're talking about Human Torch and not Submariner. We've talked about this in the show before. Oh, we did? Okay, move on. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but like you made a good point. Give some respect to Submariner. Yeah, yeah, Someone will take it and rip you in half. Like, you. name one character that can that can not beat him. He'll rip your ass out whole like tissue paper. Wait, you said name one character that cannot beat him. Wait, what? that can beat that him. That means or... everybody can beat him. Cannot beat him. You I'm say confused. name one character who can't beat him. Thor was the only person, and 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 if you look at Avengers Part Three, uh, Issue Three, some Mariner took on Thor and. S- and uh, Giant Man, Captain America, who else was a part of that team? Oh, and Iron Man, all at the uh, same he time. He couldn't just beat the whole. around doing some other shit. I don't know what happened with him. He was distracted or some shit. And he's like, yo, Hulk, are you going to get in this or what? I can't take all these guys at once. But he was pounding Thor and he was pounding uh, uh, Giant Man. But then later on, you know, it all depends on the writer. Well, the but Hulk whatever. could probably whoop him, right? Well, I don't know about I think Silver I would like Surfer to think that. Silver Surfer could probably whoop him, right? 
That's I always like to think that Galactus could probably whoop them, right? <laughs> dude, you're going all over the place. All I always the think cosmic dudes that hang out in space could probably whoop dude, him. Dude, pizza, pizza. At some point, you got to realize he's just trying to get your goat. Could Wolverine whoop him? Wolverine could probably whoop him. I think Wolverine could take him. Don't even fucking say that to me right now. That's what you're saying. Hulk Hogan lost to Wolverine. What is it? Talk man, I'm saying Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman would definitely kick his ass. What did you say about Wonder Woman? That would be no challenge. Wonder Woman could take him in a second. No, because Wonder Woman lost against Aquaman, didn't she? Oh, come on, guy. Don't play silly now. Injustice, the Justice cartoon. Didn't Aquaman win? I don't know what you're talking about. Aquaman couldn't take Wonder Woman. Anybody else watch that cartoon just to help me out here? If we had fans, what, what I would be like, "Let's not cross the universe." Write it in the comments, and you know, this you was oh, Neymar don't get respect. That's what we we're talking about. Well, what we were talking about was I was at the comic book shop, and I saw an old Marvel fanfare. Marvel fanfare was a book that they put out like a direct market book and went straight to comic book shops back in the day. Yeah, uh, this was in nineteen eighty nine. And this is issue 43, and I picked it up because the cover's so awesome. It's uh, Mike Mignola, the guy who created Hellboy. That's how you say his name? Yeah, that's how you pronounce it, say Mike it Mignola. Again. Say it again. Mignola. Mignola. I've been yeah. saying Mignola since I was a... Oh, I used to say Mignola until I watched the making of Hellboy, and they pronounced his name Mignola. Where's the he come from? Right, right there. He's, he's... It's French, right? What? That's French, right? Uh... I can't. I'm not oh, sure. How do you say okay. filet mignon or filet filet mignon? Oh, yeah. Mignon, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Woody would be bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. That was from uh, Wonder Years, right? Oh, when you passed shit, the butter? Joker. I really yeah, would know what? Bad. Holy <laughs> shit. That's only French I know because of the Wonder Years. Me too. I remember. <laughs> oh, guys. Guys, what's this from? We have French dressing. And for <laughs> dessert, oh, we have two. Oh, yeah. That's good. But anyway, it's <laughs> it's um it's early Mike Mignola artwork, like so it's it looks like it it doesn't quite look like Mignola, but it does. Like it's hard to explain but because it was inked or by or finished by P. Craig Russell, and the two of them are kind of similar in style. So it's a pretty it's pretty cool. The only problem with it was I picked it up thinking like it, the whole thing was a Submariner comic book, but it's like it's only the first twelve pages or the submariner story but it's a pretty cool looking story so. i have some 87 mignola hanging up on my wall mm-hmm. right in front of me yeah right he did now. he did hulk he did um he's the one who did the the little mini series that kind of reintroduced rocket raccoon did he to the do Marvel a mummy Universe. of sorts because it's a mummy that's strapped in with these dudes like kneeling down in front of him you know oh. what that is wait a minute now what's on the what's on the cover it's it's a, a mummy strapped to like a like a like a looks like an operating table with all this crazy like technology. Like oh. I love the art. I don't even know how to explain it. And there's like this dude kneeling down in front, like it's like shadowed. You can't see his face. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. It's from '97, but like I had it hanging on my wall right in front of me actually. And I have a Manoa in my bedroom as well. That's from back in the day. I like. All right, and it's probably not popular, but. I like the way he drew before he got boxy. I like I like them both. Yeah. Like for different reasons. 
I like the the minimalist stuff that he's doing now because it it's really like it's hard to do. You know what I get? Really from it? hard to draw like that. I feel like it's almost like he did that boxy shit to speed up his. Process, he did. Right? I mean, that's that's what a, any good comic book artist wants to do is kind of <laughs> yeah, that's what they you do. know make it where they can tell a story and get it all done quick. What happened? But, I did a little research on Mike Mignola. Um, he was so obsessed with trying to draw like Frank Rosetta and trying to draw like yeah. the people that were like, you know, his major influences. And he was like, this shit's too hard to fucking draw, you know, drawing like serious anatomies. I just mm-hmm. hate it, you know, and I, I totally relate with this guy because I always try to find shortcuts to not have to get bogged down with technical shit. And uh, because drawing's like fun, you know what I mean? And I don't yep. want it to be work. So anyway, but um, <clears throat> he created that style. So he could just be faster, like Marshall was just saying, and, and have it be more easier and not be so stressed out. So yeah, man, it's and and I think now people are saying, oh, he's lazy, but no, it's he understands the min, uh, minimalist uh, style, and mm-hmm. you know when you're a minimalist artist, it's less lines, so of course it would be less stuff. But I think um, even though he is. I don't want to say lazy, but does you know? It's I understand. I, I don't no, know. No, it's, it's, lazy, it's not lazy. It's not lazy. It's just it's not fun when you're bogged down with like all the technical right. stuff because you you no, want to draw. You know that's your escapism. What so, I was saying was he's he was doing it like as a way to like economize the amount of work that he's putting into it so he can tell a better story. Like that's that's what it's about. It's about getting through it and getting the story out there. So it's not laziness at all. And the thing is, what a lot of people don't realize is they look at that and go, oh, man, that's got to be easy to draw. That's just real simple shapes and stuff like that. You got to build to that. Um, I, I know artists that uh, have worked on trying to copy that style and all or trying to use it in their work. And it's like, it's tough. I get it, though. Mignola. Uh, Mignola how you say it? Mignola. Mignola, man. Dude's got skill, man. I like everything he's done. I like those Hellboys. He created Hellboy. You know yep. he's rolling in the box. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because every time that character's used, he gets royalties now. So. Uh, he um he's ending Hellboy and Hell. Just I really wish that they were gonna take that. That was like okay. Like I liked all the other stuff. I read all those books, and they were all really good. But Hellboy and Hell was like a dream come true for an artist. It's just like kind of like. You can do whatever you want, and he only he only did like a handful of issues for that, and this just ended. I just feel like if Whoa, you're gonna go, is that to, over? It's it's gonna be over in the next two issues. But pizza, you read it all, right? Yeah, I feel like it was only like really like I think eight issues altogether. I'm not sure. I think it was ten issues, maybe. But it was so awesome his version of what hell was that his version of hell made me want to visit it. <laughs> that's that's not the one. Like okay, you you have all these little demons that are all over the place. You all you have all these lost souls all over the place. But the architecture was just so cool. It was I don't know what century it was, but it was just like old. It reminded me of like old German. Like when I go to Epcot Center, uh, the old German buildings that are like all mm-hmm. like kind of like Gothic. I don't know the, how to express myself. Maybe rustic or something. I don't know, but Gothic. they were so cool and everything's like. It's not drawn with a ruler, so it's all just like drawn, uh, just wobbly. It, it looks like if you walk into one of these houses that you might fall through the floors. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. There's this one part where there's a demon. 
who goes comes back to visit its mother, and the mother is has teas has tea, and 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 the Hellboy and like some other cat goes in there and talks to her and, and like, yo, we got to do this stuff, and you're gonna help us out. And she's like, all right, yeah, because I don't want my son doing whatever it is he's doing. So he she shrinks them into these tiny little like figures and put them into the teacup. And like they're in there Uh-oh. listening to the whole conversation. All the time. It was so awesome. I just love that book. I wish it would go on for years, but he's ending it. Everyone thinks that he's ending Hellboy, but it's no, it's Hellboy in Hell. That's yeah, what he just said. that one thing. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I thought he was hen- ending Hellboy too. No, this is like the buildup of like I, I actually, I've actually talked to Mike Mignola. Surprisingly, he um, he's a not surprisingly he's a really nice guy, but surprisingly, like most people in that stratosphere don't really talk to their fans and i usually whenever i talk to him about um his writing that's when he responds he doesn't really respond when he talks about drawing but when he talks about his writing and his characters that's when he responds and really gets into it and he was this you know i forget where i was going with this but he was saying um you know some of the some of the characters some of the books weren't really about hellboy but more of the characters that were in those books Mm -hmm. You know, Hellboy was a character that pushes those stories along. Oh, I get that. He's really cool. He goes online with his uh, wife all the time, and they do YouTube videos, and they do seminars, and they tell you, like, they, they, they tell you, like, you know, make sure you put money away. They tell you how to live as being an independent artist, you know? And that's pretty cool, and a lot of people don't do that shit. A lot of artists are really private, and they don't want to give away their fucking secret. They don't want to give the knowledge out, but you got to think. If you've learned most of the time, I don't know. I'm just saying from my own experience, another artist taught me. And I feel it's the responsibility to teach someone else. You know what I mean? So if anyone's ever out there looking for something, I would give them this. So if someone contacts me and goes, how do you do this? I just tell them. Because I feel like it's like you, I feel like like someone like um, like that was taught by somebody, I feel like it's the responsibility to teach the next person that comes along. If you all right, so like who who are you influenced by these days, Pisa? Like if you could pick any artists, that... my main influence is Frank Frazetta for for compositions, Sergio Toppi for detail, um, Mike Mignola for inking and making things simplified. Uh, my gesture drawings is always Kirby, and the funness is Jack Kirby, and I guess the last one would be um, I don't know. It's just a handful of artists that I just you know, pick from individually. I guess uh, I used to be really into Bruce Tim, but I kind of fell off of him because I felt like he was a version of Jack Kirby. You know what I mean? So like he's influenced by Jack Kirby. Yeah. So I felt like that, he, he did his own thing. Jack Kirby and Dan DiCarlo. So I, I, I guess Dan DiCarlo is my influence when it comes to women, when I come to draw women. Yeah. Bruce Tim's this shit though. Bruce Tim's amazing. He's amazing. He's um, all right. To him to draw certain things. Dude, you know? that dude draws some shit without sketching. Yeah, he, does. he draws shit without sketching. Well, he's drawing that pose so many times, yeah, you know. That yeah. don't matter, bro. He do it. He do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, if you guys could pick, uh, like an artist, see what 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 are you guys' favorite titles to read? Like, if you could read a book right now, I mean. It could be mainstream or not. Like, if you could pick a favorite title, tell me your favorite title and tell me what artist you want to draw it. 
That's pretty fun, right? Oh, that is we'll fun. With, it's we'll tough, but it's motto, fun. And then we'll go to Marsh, and then we'll go to me. Well, you could play it loose. It doesn't. No pressure, guys. Just like you know. Let's go pressure. Play it like you know, whatever comes to mind. Joe Amato, would you want to see a, 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 a Master Universe comic done by, like, Frank Frazetta? That would be insane. Oh, God, that would just talk about a dream. I mean, that would just that would be, be too unreal. to. I mean, see, the, the thing with comics is, I mean, you do have to have a good balance, meaning, you know, as amazing as stories can be sometimes, you know, sometimes you'll pick up a comic, and if the art hypothetically just if the art isn't that amazing sometimes people will put it down even though it's a great story which is sad yeah. because some people are captivated just by art and it works the other way too sometimes people they you know love a great story and don't care about the art and the art can be amazing but if the story sucks they don't get it either but if i could have a combination of an amazing artist and story i mean it's just i mean like you said frank Vizetta, that that would just be bonkers and as for like modern stuff like I said, if I was to see a, a new Masters of the Universe comic, and we ain't doing stuff that would hypothetically be a painted style or realistic, something that's just like that. But if we had a new style and a fresh style, I really did mean it when I was saying uh, online, I would love to see Chris Pocone. I would love to see him and his take on Masters of the Universe doing it officially. Because the art he's always posting online just freaks me out. And he's, I mean, you see the reaction that the fans give to him. That's a good and, one. Yeah. And he recently, he did a, a comet cat from the Meteorbs, because he kind of did that a, a little bit for me, because he knows how much I like the Meteorbs. That's not why I'm picking him, because I've always talked about how much I love his stuff anyways. But he did this, and the fans, he's got a ton of likes, a lot of comments, it's getting shares. And it shows that there's love for the Meteorbs too, but I mean, that's what I mean, when you get artists that can do just amazing stuff and bring characters to life that sometimes some people don't like, you know this guy's got talent. But would you rather have, you know, a new guy or could, I'm, I'm talking like scratch new guys. I'm talking about like if you could have somebody back from the dead even come back and back just start dead. drawing a whole five years of like nonstop uh, sequential art, like continuity is there. You got a good writer. Like who would it be? Even okay. if it was a miniseries. Okay, a mini series. Okay, I mean, I, I don't know if you were talking about like referencing me to Masters because you know how I. That's like a Masters. good pick, Joe. I like what Joe said. I don't think he should change it. Yeah, it just I it's it's kind of okay. what I know. I'll be honest. I I read other comics here and there, but I'll be honest. When it comes to like knowing a whole bunch and a lot of knowledge on it, I don't have a great knowledge of it. You know, and I just that's my weakness. But Masters, it's a thing I know, so I'm used to it. And I mean, I guess if I could bring an artist back or somebody, I I like the feel and style of the way Alcala would uh, draw. I guess for the vintage Masters of the Universe, it was a it was a good kind of like. Feel. How would what you feel is? if William George or Earl Norum did a whole uh, a whole year? Well, that would worth be of oh, that would be bananas. I mean, again, when you start talking about the realistic style, that art, yeah, that that tends to start for me being my favorite because, you, know, you know, while the comics or the mini comics, you know, Alcala had a different style, you know, and how that was drawn, which was fantastic. But when it came to the posters and the art, William George and Earl Norum, I mean, it just, 
it was hand in hand with both of them. It was similar, but you could definitely tell the differences between both of them. Yeah, you know, Same- one of them, one of them drawed more figures, like he was actually looking at the figures, and the other George- one was drawing it more like his interpretation of those characters, right? Yeah, William George, it seemed like he would kind of be drawing, yes, in a way the figures kind of posed, and then uh, Earl Norum, his was just, yeah, he was drawing completely different. And this is, if you want to tell about another artist, there's an artist who's, who never gets credit, which in fact, a lot of fans and Masters Universe fans didn't even know what his name was. He actually didn't get a, a credit in that uh, Art of He-Man book that came out from Dark Horse. Give him credit, Joe. And I wish Correct. they would have asked me because I would have gave him credit. He was known as various or unknown artists. His name is Gino Diacili. He's the one that did some of the co- uh, cover arts for the Super Adventure Golden books. And you remember those soft cover ones, which Earl Norm did a ton. Mm-hmm. But Gino Diacili is the one that did a lot of them. And some people thought it was Earl Norm, but oh. it wasn't. And if you look closely, you can see the difference in the style of the ones that he did. Compared to Earl Norm. What's his and name plus, again? Gino Diacili. Okay. And he did, a, like I said, he did quite a few of those books. And like I said, it was just, it's unfortunate he didn't get credit. It's just people didn't know who in God's name did those books. All right. So, so all right, Charles, what would your pick be if you could pick a, pick a title and pick an artist? I got to look up Jill and Jill and Genie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to speed up. Who's your favorite uh, Marvel character? Who? Oh, it's the Hulk, right? Yeah, of course. Who, who are you talking about? Me or Charles? Yes, it's the Hulk. Oh. So, would you want to see one of your favorite artists do a Hulk run? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that one bit. Um, all right, like if I'm gonna pick. Who's gonna do the Hulk for me? Um, dead or alive? Yeah. Let it all hang out. It's it's got to be Jack Kirby. Oh, but the- it's just got to be. I mean, I know he's done the Hulk he's before, done, but yeah. but you know, like like if that if that's the case, like if I can bring back the perfect one, him or John Buscema. Okay. I love John Buscema's Hulk. Yeah, John Buscema, man. Jack Kirby and John Buscema is like it's like goes hand in hand. It's like one. It's like it's so stylistic, and two, it's just so accurate. So it's like mm-hmm. what it it de- really depends on what you would want. Like if I was doing Thundercats, I would probably want John Buscema. If I was doing like uh, another Commandi, I would want Jack Kirby. Me personally, I think I would want Commandi. I would want Commandi to keep going and see where Jack wanted yep. to take that. Yep. So yours would be continuation of Jack and Commandi. Yeah. Yeah. And see, my my pick. My pick for a comic book actually wouldn't have been uh, the Hulk because, like I said, it's you know like you guys were asking me what my favorite. My pick for a comic book would be Masters of the Universe, but I would want Jack Kirby doing Masters of the Universe. You're a good man. I, <laughs> for Masters, I think I would like to see John Buscema. Oh yeah, Sh- either one. Like heck yeah. yeah. Could but you guys I, do I something do, real quick? What's I that? was going to say. Um, if you want to look up, so you know who Gino Diacili is, look up the book, The Sword of Skeletor, that golden book, and look at that cover. This is a cover, like I said, some people thought it was Earl Norum. It's not. That's Gino Diacili. And I know once you see it, you'll say, yeah, that's a cool style. And it's a great painted style. Oh, Just- yeah. That stuff. No, I never confused him with Earl Norum. Like, he has a totally different style. He yeah. did the one where they were, like, underground and, like, they're shoving the door 
Uh, or there's one where that right through where beast. Yep. Where his crotch is. In yep, the, I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I, I don't always, know if that's I love a trap. Or, yeah, my, so he just didn't get credit, poor guy. No. Oh, man, he was so good. Yeah, <laughs> I love that guy's work. All right, well, yeah. my pick, uh, my pick you have to stay tuned for, because we're going to take a break. Oh, suspense. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. By that which created the voids, by folks in the lost plane, by the dark wastes of Sing Six, by the torturous mire of Stoarkle, by the lens of forgotten light, by the imprisoned, by the free roaming, I evoke thee. Zoneplex Evocation, out now! Investigate more at zoneplex.net. And now, back to What Geeks Do. Welcome back to episode 26 of What Geeks Do. What are you guys talking about? Action figures or something? I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. Yeah, we we were talking about Battle Tribe. Battle Tribes. Is a new line of action figures that were made by uh, Jeremy Song and Brian Stevenson. I think it's Stevenson, not just Stevens Stevenson. I think uh, of Spy Monkey Creations. Whoever did it, they can correct us on this or whatever. Uh, I'm I wasn't up on. I didn't really do the research on who did it. I just know that Jeremy was involved with it. Um, but anyway. Spy Monkey put these out. They're they're little like I guess they're like two and a half inch tall. So they're like the same size as like the little figures that used to come with Dino Riders and like Mask. You remember the old toy line Mask? Yeah. But they're like little tiny He-Man figures. That's cool. And they're completely interchangeable. They've got like a standard figure when you build him is like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven parts. And each one of those parts, you can pop it off and interchange it with another dude in the same line. They look amazing. And, yeah, oh, they're they're fun. They're they look so much fun. I love translucent and, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool about it is these figures are interchangeable with every toy. That works with the Glio system. Oh, that's not. What is this? Some sort of quantum physics you're talking? (laughs) Uh, Matt Dowdy is a a toy maker that he made a line of toys called the Glio system. And what it is, it's about these little aliens. They're little tiny figures. They're like, you know, like, like about three inches tall or something like that. That's brilliant. And, and they're completely like, you can break them down into parts and, He's created a whole universe of all these characters. It's fantastic stuff. I can't say enough good things about Matt because he's just, he's an awesome guy. Do people and, go and posting their own pictures of what they've created out of this mm-hmm. piece? Oh, yeah, I love like, it. I love it. Yeah. This is, there's a group that's on Facebook now and it's called the Savage Realm of Battle Tribes. And it's a closed group, but I imagine, you know, you could probably ask to join. I don't can, know. Can you get me in there, Marsh? Monster Force? Huh? Can you get Can you get me in there, Monster Force? I might be able to. Might be able to um, I don't in. know if you can. Yeah, it's, it says invite by email. Oh, yeah. 
I guess I can do that. Um, but yeah, uh, if any of you guys want to join up so you can look at this, I, I don't mind adding you to it. Um, sure, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a, a private group or anything like that, but it's. How much it's are a, these little suckers? Where can we get right. them? And how much are there's, they? All right, there's two ways to get them. the The regular versions of them are painted, like they have painted parts on them and stuff like that. Like the, you know, like the the wrist guards are painted, the boots are painted. The belts are painted. They've got little details like on their heads. You get a regular figure, which is made up of like 11, I think. I think it's 11 parts. Um, and you, it comes with an axe, a mace, a sword, a shield. And you get like a harness part that fits over his chest. So it looks like he's got like a fur harness deal. Plus, he comes with six different heads. Oh, that's cool. So it's like it's like this Triceratops dude, which is a really cool design, the way they did him. Um, he, looks he looks really cool. savage. Yeah, hmm? He looks awesome. Yeah, I like the Triceratops. Is pizza dude. in this group? No, no. I don't think so. Ooh, so no. It's just humans, oh. Forge. Yeah. Um, he's in another group where they talked about all this stuff whenever they first popped up, but I don't think he's in this group. Like I'm, I'm a newcomer to it. Like I had heard about these things a while back. Like somebody hinted around about them, but I didn't know anything about the details until just the other day when they dropped the details on these things. I was like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's like that Triceratops head. There's this weird looking T-Rex head. It's like really beastly. There's an ogre head or like an orc. You know, he looks like the standard orc with the pointy mm-hmm. ears and the big bottom jaw. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a regular barbarian dude, and he just looks like Conan. Like, he's got long hair and kind of a grim-looking face. I see that. Uh, um, Then there's the um, Cyclops head, and the Cyclops is really cool. Like, he's got a really cool, like, determined look on his face, and then he has, like, this little tuft of hair that goes down his head like a mohawk. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Who's that mofo with the mohawk? Yeah, (laughs) and then the final head is the one that really intrigues me. Have you guys ever seen Fire and Ice? Yeah. There's a dude that's got a head like Dark Wolf yeah. from Fire and Ice. Like he's wearing a wolf mask over his head. And it's like you you can make a Dark Wolf figure because there's an axe that comes with the figure. And all the parts there, you can make him look like Dark Wolf. But he's a different color though. Well, there's different colors. Oh, like there's different that dude figures. That yellowy. Huh? That dude looks like a yellowy wolf. Well, there's a, there's a flesh dude. There's a flesh colored dude. Oh, and yeah. if, if you get... Huh? You could paint that wolf head. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if need be, oh, they're going to be releasing. Oh, no. What's what? that? Um, uh, I think uh, what happens is <clears throat> some of these figures, depending on who you buy, comes with a shitload of accessories and a shitload of heads. So if you buy the um, regular barbarian, he comes with brown clothes. So yeah. his wolf head that comes with him will be brown. If you yeah. buy the green barbarian. His wolf head will come with a tannish. If you buy like the bluish, it will come with a blue oh, head. They okay. come, but, their, but their skin will be green. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. They, they are come, crazy. If you dude. buy one figure, you get all the figures in one, but yeah. in that it, only in that color. Right. You guys just blew my mind. So, like, if you buy the clear blue dude, you'll get the heads to make a barbarian that's clear blue with white hair. And he That's looks cool. awesome. The blue, the clear blue dude with the white hair is just jamming. Like he is awesome. If I buy any of these, I would definitely buy the Crystal Warrior guy. 
All you have yeah. to do is buy one and you have all of them, right? Well, yeah. sort of. But like, In that one basically, color. Basically, like, they have the colorways of how they see their characters, but you can get a version of that character. Yes. Fucking awesome. Now, I'm curious. All their, yeah. like, um, they have a lot of, like, uh, props set up, like, displays. That's is that just from... No, what? that's not. From, as far as I know, that's not from that line. I think that's just stuff they had to use to make the sets and stuff. Oh, some don't... of those sets look really cool. You don't get those castles with the brick walls. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I, you can ask Jeremy about that stuff, but I don't. I don't think so. Is some that of that Lego stuff looks stuff? familiar to me. Hmm? I never seen that shit before. Some of that stuff looks familiar to me somehow, but I might be wrong. Maybe they built it. Well, somebody said in one of the pictures about something about somebody's been buying some kind of set. I think somebody said something about Playmobil for some uh, of the sets. Oh, like I could definitely stuff. see Playmobil because I was gonna say it almost looks like it's in the same style. Yeah, and they—they're really—they would work really well with Playmobil because they're you know around that same size. Uh, but here's the thing: you were asking about the pricing. <laughs> All right, the figures, the regular figures that, and these guys. They launched it and it they sold out within an hour of all their figures. Wow. So right now you can't get any of them. <laughs> but very limited no, run. Huh? It was a very limited run. Yeah, but it's that's typical of Glios compatible stuff. It sells out fast. But I will say this, the guys at Spy Monkey have been really good about restocking stuff and offering stuff. You know, and it's like, and always whenever there's anything new in the toy world like this, people flock to it at first. And then it will kind of like the people that are new to it. And it's like, they're like, oh, I spent all my money on this crap and I don't like it. And, you know, they're jerks for saying that. But anyway, they, they will get rid of their stuff and they'll kind of fall out of it. And it'll, it'll balance out in the end where you'll be able to get your stuff. But anyway, to get the figure with all the parts, all the weapons, all the heads and all that stuff is $15 for a figure. Oh, that's now, a great deal. Yeah, taking into account these are limited run figures. This is not a big company making these things or anything like that. For the customizers, they have the blanks. And they did the blanks in, I think they did them in all the regular colorways that they had these, like the clear blue, the green, the flesh, the red. What was the other? Was there another color? I think that was all the colors. Um, they did them, but no paint on them. And you could get them for $10, and they came with all the stuff. Now, now, do these guys get upset when you start customizing their figures? No, no. That's one thing that's, that's cool, cool about this community. Okay. What? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Karen. That's one thing that's cool about the community that grew out of Glios. And I, at all, this is why I, I just go nuts about Matt Dowdy, because Matt Dowdy has always been just the most generous nice guy he's like he's truly like i'll tell you from my experiences in the toy world you run into a lot of turds yeah um the good guys stand out like nobody's business and matt is one of the real deal good guys like he he will go out of his way to make sure his customers are happy my shitheads out there yeah all right real quick plug it real quick what is this it's called uh, Battle Tribes from Spy Monkey. Um, I said Spy Monkey Creations. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it's a line of about two and a half or three inch tall figures. 
Glios compatible, absolutely fantastic, fun figures. Uh, very, very decently priced for what they are. They look awesome. They are very awesome. I can't wait to get some. <laughs> they look amazing. Yep. Pizza, you gonna get these figures? Um, I, I I might get the blue the the crystal one. It's cool. Joe, no trailer. You gonna get these figures? Oh, I'm gonna get them up. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> we have two master custom figure artists on our yeah, show, that's, and that's what I'm most excited about is the customizing. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see what Monster Force and, and uh, Joe Model make out of these things. What do they do with it? Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. That was a great episode, guys. Yeah, it was. Episode 26. Uh, what geeks do? And um, Joe Amato, thanks for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. And uh, always a pleasure to be hanging with Monster Forge and Pizza and Joe Amato. I'm No Job Rob. And uh, stay tuned for episode 27 next time. We'll be back in the future. To the future. To infinity and beyond. Time travel sucks. <laughs> that needs to be the name of the episode. <laughs>